Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com, because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 204 for Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. How's it going, onesies? How is everything going in your life this week? Everything going good? Weather's getting nice where I live. A few days where it's been nice enough to just kind of go outside in a a t-shirt. I actually ran out to just drop something off real quick (laughs) this week, and they did it in shorts, and it was actually today. My drop-off, the cargo was my mother. She got a flat tire, so I had to go drop her off to pick up her car. So didn't have to get out of the car. Wouldn't be walking around shorts because I know I'd be getting those looks early April when the weather's still not, like it's totally warm enough for it. But it's a jinx, I would think, for for someone to be going like, hey, it's here. Like that wasn't my thing. My thing was my sleep schedule's fucked and she needed to be there for 8 a.m. So I was just like, get out of bed. I'm like, shorts, sandals, car. But what if you're too tired to drive? Shut up with your questions. Uh, welcome, everybody. This might be uh, this might be the first time you're listening to the One Man Podcast. I got some new people I've met this week. All of them like, hey, what's the name of your podcast? So welcome if you're brand new to the One Man Podcast. Uh, buckle up. This episode's going to be a little interesting. Um, I've got some stories to tell you guys. I uh, hosted a whiskey tasting for uh, for a group of people, wonderful human beings. Uh, and I'll tell you guys about that. I went to my brother's place for Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, I recorded that podcast with Joey Elias, the one you may have been expecting last week. Uh, we're doing this week, and I'll tell you guys about that. I drove all the way to Montreal, and we did that. Um, I'm going to tell you a story about a, a concert I went to, an impromptu concert. How about that? Hey, how do you? How many times do you go to an impromptu concert? Uh, this was not one where someone's like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to go to the show tonight?" I was like, "No, I, I, like like that's not what happened." I will tell you guys the story. It's actually quite an interesting one too. Uh, it, it led to me getting a job. How about that? Hmm. A little slurpy slurp. I got some friends who tell me they count how many times I got on the podcast. Well, as of late, I've been doing a good job. I've been doing a good job of making sure I get this done earlier in the day. Unfortunately, today, uh, what time are we here? We are 20 after 3 p.m. on Tuesday, of course, as always. I record the day before. So it can be available to you on Wednesdays. Um, while you're listening today, Wednesday, I'm going to be doing an activation. I'll tell you about that later on. Uh, what else I got here? And I And I just had this thought when I was driving home, and I'll share it with you. Um, I'm a little apprehensive about sharing it, but I'm going to share nonetheless, just to see what goes on. So, uh, and then I got some shout outs and shit like that. So let's get right into it. All right, let's get right into the podcast. Um, I'm actually like a little out of breath too, because I have been running all over the house telling everybody to shut the fuck up. Uh, this is the third time I've started the podcast. And despite the fact that I, and I've told onesies before, I have got a big white door and I've got a giant black sign on it when I'm recording. 
And, uh, you know, I guess I never took into account that the people who live here uh, can't read. Um, <laughs> they must not be able to. Um, you couldn't ask for better contrast black on white. Uh, so, yep, that's uh, that's a thing. So I'm like, I had to run downstairs. They're, they're out front banging on the steel, like, porch rails trying to fix something. And then Kamara's just yelling. That's the only way he knows how to communicate is loud. Um, all right. So like, yeah, basically running up downstairs. I'm like, finally delete record. Hey guys, how's it going? And I'm already a little out of breath from running around the house. So, um, the, uh, the whiskey tasting, how about this? Let's start with that. Um, I told you guys last week about the little uh, mission that I went on to find to curate, if you will, let's use some high English, the Kings. Um, I went to curate a, uh, a nice little whiskey tasting for a friend of mine who is the, uh, the owner, the head of a phen- phenomenal, uh, real estate group, uh, Avenue North. Uh, should I say that? Well, I did. So uh, it's like, you think, well, why wouldn't you want to plug your buddy's business? Well, you know, we did kind of gather, there was only 10 of us which under the old rules, that was okay. Uh, were we social distanced? Yes. Unless you saw my Instagram story, in which case, <laughs> no. Um, but um, it was it was a couple groups. So it was a bunch of people in a bubble, and I didn't. I actually didn't myself get too close to anybody. Um, I made out with the cats. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it was a, it was a fun. I don't even know if he has pets. I don't think he has pets, to be honest with you. Uh, I assume that they would have made an appearance at some point had they had pets. Um, anyways, uh, we went to his house, phenomenal spread, the, uh, his lovely, uh, lady Sabrina, uh, f- what a talent for she's okay. So listen, I I've, I've checked out his, uh, his stories in the past where I'll see these like uh, unbelievable charcuterie boards. And I'm always like, Oh, where did you get that? He's like, ah, eh, you know, Sabrina made them. I got to see one firsthand. I got pictures on my phone. I believe I definitely posted my story. I don't know if I posted one on the, uh, like the standard Instagram. That's the thing about stories, right? Like some really cool stuff just goes by the wayside. But, uh, anyways, sorry, I'm, I'm fighting some pretty rough acid today. Um, so I apologize for just dead halt. It's just fire in the chest. So, um, she laid out this phenomenal charcuterie board and I, and I have a shout out to my pal red, uh, because red and her husband, uh, John, uh, they, they made charcuterie boards last time I was there and, and John's a chef. Um, and he made a phenomenal charcuterie board. Uh, hers is definitely on par if, if not in this particular case surpassed his. Now that's not to say that his talent is any less. Um, however, now we're also talking about an eight person, you know, eight, nine people board versus a four person dinner board. All right. So don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, Johnny's board is definitely on my Instagram photo. Super impressive. Um, Sabrina's was incredibly impressive. In fact, I was telling her, like, I've got a friend who's a chef who makes these boards and his are phenomenal. I go, this is definitely as good. If not for someone with no formal training or anything like that, she punched the balls off this board. And, uh, and it seemed to have made her night <laughs> me, me mentioning that, like, you know, I know chefs who, who are on par with this, you know? So anyways, absolutely outstanding spread. Um, I got there a little early, uh, set up. I've got all these like little whiskey tasting flights. So when I do a tasting, it's usually three. Cause anything beyond that, you're just going to start to get drunk. You're not going to taste anything. And you know what I mean? I, I actually had the pleasure of interviewing Carolyn Evans Hammond, who is the, uh, wine columnist for the Toronto star. Um, and uh, when I interviewed her, she had a book that just recently came out called good, better, best wines. And, um, I remember asking her, like, do you start with the better wines, um, you know, or do you end with them? And my thoughts were always like, Hey, I read in her book that it was like, you want to, you want to have the better stuff later. And I was always like, well, isn't that strange? Cause like, if people are just kind of drinking like crazy, 
you know, <laughs> do you, do you save the better ones for later? Cause like, that's the way with a meal, right? If I eat a meal, I eat my, my, my veggies, my starches, and then I hit the steak or whatever the headliner is at the end. Um, you know, you save the best for last, so to speak, right? The headliner of the, the plate or the thing. So I remember when I interviewed Hirsch, I was saying, oh, you don't want to start with a better one. And then as people are drinking, like, you know, they're, they're going to start to lose taste. And it was so funny because she was saying like, well, if you are just doing tastings where everyone is sort of just, you know, over the course of an evening, you're kind of, everyone's enjoying a little half glass or whatever. Yeah. You can save the better one. Cause hopefully everyone's not shit faced. I'm like, well, I roll with a crew of animals where you put alcohol in front of them. They just consume it. So by the time you get to the good shit, you know, they're already two sheets and they're not even tasting it anymore. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have those drinks where people are like, yeah, they'll have a glass of wine at the beginning of the night. And then they're just drinking Coors Light, which is, bleh. but they're just trying to keep it going at that point. You know what I mean? You're just throwing another log on the fire. You're not like, what's the best kingling, kin, kingling? kindling to get this stuff started? Um, anyways, so we did the three things. I've got these nice uh, whiskey flights that have three glasses. And um, we set everything up at the table. I brought uh, dark chocolate. I brought some coffee grounds for people's just for nosing. So uh, two different little tricks. Coffee grounds are really good. Well, not necessarily grounds. I apologize. I didn't have any whole beans. I would have left them as whole beans had I had them. But all my coffee that I have in the house is, is uh, I, gr- I went to Costco and I used the grinder. So um, I did bring coffee, which still helps, still does the job. It's just better if it's full beans. If you go like, why coffee? Um, I don't know. It's a palate cleanser for your, for your sinuses, for your nose. Like it, I, I would imagine if you chewed on it, it would, it would work as well. But you know, that's why people will drink a, you know, an espresso or a coffee after a meal to kind of cleanse the palate before dessert. Um, but also if you've noticed, if you go to the fragrance counter, you know, before, before stores were always closed, uh, if you'd go to like a, a perfume or, or cologne section of, uh, of a department store, a lot of times they would have little dishes of coffee beans, you know, around the fragrances because that would sort of help clear your, your sinuses to allow you to sort of smell the rest. Cause after a while the, the smells and the alcohols and everything like that just build up in your sinuses and it's difficult to, to distinguish the other smells. So I bring coffee for the nose and I bring little dark chocolates for the palate. So a couple little things there, uh, some straw, some water to, you know, play around with, uh, you know, adding some water to, to the whiskeys to sort of either open them up or dilute them a little bit, depending on what results you're looking for. So it was a fun little, uh, fun little thing. Good time. Good people. I met uh, wonderful human beings. I'm going to hit all their names and hopefully I've got none of them wrong. This is all from memory. Okay. We didn't wear name tags or anything like that, but I, uh, I definitely wanted to thank my hosts, uh, Eli and Sabrina. Like I said, phenomenal food spread for the evening and they had a ton of other stuff. I'll be honest. Once the whiskey tasting was over, uh, you know, they were immediately <laughs> like at the table with fucking jungle juice of all kinds. We got watermelon, this and that with mixed with blah, blah. And it's like, they were tying one on and I was kind of like, well, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the company. I'm enjoying the conversation and the stories. Um, but I was, I, I was not ready to go, uh, two sheets. I was also driving. I believe they were all Ubering. So, um, but I want to say, yeah, I had a great time meeting, uh, Rebecca, Megan, Ashley, Martina, Sean, Eric, and Madge. uh, or Maj. I, I want to make sure I pronounce it properly, but M-A-J. Um, everyone was great. Everyone was super cool. Um, uh, a lot of it was uh, staff, so Eli's staff, and then spouses. And you'd think, like, you know, hey, the the fellas, or at least if you're ignorant like me, maybe you'd think, oh, him and and the fellas that are coming there, the other real estate agents, no, it's uh, the females. Or uh, whatever you're supposed to, apparently, I, I also heard this week that female is offensive. Jesus Christ, you can't get it right. Can't get it right. So, the uh, the ladies, or whatever it is, the ones with the penises, does that work? Is that, uh, it's accurate. I know it's accurate. Or do I, I didn't pull down everyone's pants to check, but if we're going to keep getting in trouble for using terminology, I might have to start doing that. 
I might have a new policy myself. Or I'm sorry to meet you. And they go to shake my hand. I go, first off, that's not safe with COVID. Secondly, can you please drop your pants so that I know that later on when I refer to you as someone lacking or possessing a certain type of genitalia, I need to make sure that I'm accurate. I don't want to get caught with my pants down, so to speak. No pun intended. Um, so, um, isn't it fun? Like, you know, there's going to be somebody out there who hears me say that and go, he's making light of this. I'm not. I'm just trying not to get in fucking trouble. That's all. I respect everybody and... My kind of, it's like, you know, it's like I've said before, you know, say Merry Christmas. I'm not even Christian. I just, I got used to saying it. Merry Christmas. And then someone's like, you can't do that. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Happy holidays. Happy to make the change. Uh, I'd rather you, you know, inform me as opposed to yelling at me. I, I, I prefer to be educated, not reprimanded, but I digress. Um, it was great. It was a really good time. And like I said, the evening we, we had conversations as Eli and I used to work together a million years ago at uh, future shop. And we've both been kind of sales guys and, and whatnot, personality types, over the years. So it was great. Um, it was great catching up with him, seeing how he's doing, shooting the shit. And, uh, and then just the conversation I had with everybody. Uh, again, I, I've, I've met, uh, Sabrina before. I never had the pleasure of actually just sitting and having conversations. She's a sweetheart. Uh, all the people that I spoke to that evening, uh, one of the guys I know from Costco, he's a Costco employee, one of the, uh, the, the spouses, uh, great dude. We had some laughs. We were, we were shooting the shit, telling stories. I, I honestly had a great time. I had a great time. I brought games. It was supposed to be a whiskey and games night. Um, but it was pretty apparent that after the whiskey, uh, no one was in a situation to sort of sit and, and, uh, play games. It was more just like, this is to be shooting the shit. They had a, a foosball room, by the way, lovely home, very lovely home. Um, they had a foosball table in the basement and everyone was sort of playing the games there at one point. It was, it was a fun night. It was a good time. I, uh, I had a blast. Um, and we chatted about, you know, let's, let's do this again and we'll do like a games night or something. So good times, everybody. Thank you very much for that. How much time we burn? Oh, we're 12 and a half in guys. Um, let's, let's go with, uh, the dinner at my brother's place. I had a great time there too. We just did a nice little simple, uh, Thanksgiving dinner on Saturday, Thanksgiving, uh, Easter again, not religious, but you know, an excuse to get together for the family. Let's do it. Right. I mean, we will do a Christmas dinner again, not, not Christian or Catholic or any of that stuff. So I, uh, you know what I, you know what I'm just going to throw this out there. I got like a little lump on my, on my wrist, right, right at the, the wrist joint. It's like one of the bones or things in there, but I think something's think something might be growing that just, uh, it just hurts. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's one of those getting old things. You get stuff in the joint. I have the same sort of lump on the other side, but this one is like, you just touch it or I rest my hand down a certain way and it hurts. I might have to make a doctor's appointment and be like, Hey, I think something's either got a cyst on or whatever. Side note. Hey, first time listeners, this guy's just talking about medical problems. I'll do that. I'd literally put my hand down to look at the, the board. And it was just like, ow. So yeah, why not? Why not throw another thing on the old medical pile, huh? Is it bad enough that I'm shaped like a fucking pigeon? Um, all right. <laughs> Got problems to fix. Okay. So I went to my brother's for dinner. It was uh, my brother, his lovely wife, my mom, myself, and their, uh, their little feller. And uh, meal was pretty simple. We, we kind of did that, like, honestly, with the, just the, the four of us. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's a really cool fucking hack for, uh, uh, you know, a, a bird poultry dinner instead of doing the big like turkey or whatever we honestly we just go to costco and get one of those like rotisserie chickens maybe sometimes two and it's just like take that put it apart you know what i mean chicken or turkey really you really noticing a difference if you do okay take the long way but run over they live like two blocks from costco so it's like costco bird one of those giant caesar salad kits uh we did up the potatoes they did up the potatoes but you know potatoes and uh, some desserts 
You know what I mean? Do the gravy up. Ah, oh, easy peasy. Honest to God, you can you get the meal into a few people nice and easy that way. I mean, that might, some people might go, oh, peasant. Okay, again, it's times of COVID. And I, I honestly, like, I'm low maintenance in that regard. Like, I'm, I'm never, I've had nice big turkey dinners. If you're doing the whole shebang, all right, then yeah, go all out and do the, the stuffing and all this stuff. But I mean, again, for people who aren't even religious, aren't we just riding the coattails of those who are enjoying ourselves a, a day together going, eh, what's the, what's the occasion? Oh, it's taco Tuesday. All right, then let's have some fucking, I guess if someone else has named it, we're not, you know, we're not creating an event out of nowhere. We're merely just accepting one that's already there. What's, what is this? I don't know. Anyways, uh, sorry. My brain was going to go off into a place and get me in trouble. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we, we had a nice little dinner. I, it was really cool. I, I think the coolest thing for me, they, they did a little, the little guy loves to play outside. So they're in the yard and they did a little Easter egg hunt with him. And, uh, they had two colors of like plastic eggs, you know, the ones you break apart and put stuff in. And it was like the, he learned that like the pink ones had the chocolate in them and the yellow ones had like little puzzle pieces. So I guess he was going to find all the pieces and put himself together a little puzzle, but, uh, he, he very quickly learned that the penguins were the ones that he was after. Um, and he's not even two yet. So he's a smart little feller. And speaking of which, one of the things that was really cool, like my, my brother plays like these songs for him on YouTube on his phone. And one of the things this, he is wicked into is he seems to really like the, uh, I guess it's like the circus theme, you know, do, 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 like he likes that tune. Right. And there's, I guess he's even got his favorite ones. Cause one of them is longer on the phone. And one of the ones my brother was playing was longer on the phone. And, uh, it was, he's, he's got, um, sign language. Like he doesn't know. I don't think it's appropriate, you know, actual sign language, but he has less than two years old. Uh, he, he, he has signs for things, you know what I mean? And I don't mean like a kid who's pointing, you're like, oh my God, he points at a thing. And then, and you just know he wants that. That's obvious. He's got this thing where like, he'll put it his left hand, spread it all out, all five fingers apart. Right. Not like a, you know, like he's going to give you a, you know, not like a high five, right? You close your fingers for a high five, right? But he's not, he's all of his fingers apart. And he takes the index of his right hand and he taps in the center of his palm Okay. So he's like, da, 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 ta, like, like, like the mob would be like, Hey, you got to give me the fucking money. Right. Like tapping in the palm of his hand with his index finger and he's tapping, tapping in it. And that means again. So as soon as a song or something ends, whatever, he starts tapping with his finger in his palm, like again, again, again. And what he was doing with the circus song was he was just standing, like he's walking out. Last time I saw him in December, like late December, he was just starting to like try to stand himself up and he'd take a few steps and, and topple into something. Now he's fully mobile, fully mobile. And it's funny. He was, uh, he was just standing there spinning around in place to the circus song. And then as soon as the song, it had this like little interlude in the middle, you know, like a bridge to the song and he would immediately stop and just tap his finger in his palm, like get back to the circus part. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like again, 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 he spin around spin around and he stops spinning right when it gets to the part where it's like, again, like, you know, the, the get song gets the, the, the boring low play. Yeah. Again, 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 my brother started over and he de, 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 starts spinning around. Um, and then he would come over and like, if my mom was sitting or I was sitting, he would like spin, he would come over and grab us by the hand and pull us up to make us go and start spinning with him or whatever. Um, so it was just funny. It was just a little funny dude. And, uh, so he, he knows that's a, the again, sign tap, tap the, the index finger in the palm with the other hand. That's again. 
And then, uh, and then he does like this thing for open because he was trying to get into this box of chocolates and he couldn't get it open. So he does this thing where he's open where, where he has both of his hands wide open. You know, like if you're showing somebody like, oh, it was this big, you know, you're holding it, your two hands apart like that, this big. He does that except, and then he just brings his hands together like a clap, but they're like uh, wide apart first and then together. And that means open. So you see him trying to get into something and he pull his hands back and then, you know, I think he's, I don't know if it's that he's supposed to pull them apart. To, to open it up but you know he pulls his hands apart first and he brings them together he doesn't he doesn't repeat that but he just you know open his hands and then back together and that's open it was kind of cool i i don't know if i've ever seen a kid do that like have his own little sign again like yeah and eh, they do that that reachy open and close their palm like gimme 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 right pointing i've seen all that shit before but like finger to the palm tapping like again 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 it's cool it's uh it's it's pretty sweet pretty sweet uh yeah okay let's move <laughs> sorry i was trying to think if there's anything else any, any other signs i remembered or like what little uh asl i know american sign language um what i know and i'm like eh, do i know anything how accurate is that i asked my goes are those actually the signs for that and they're like i don't know <laughs> i was like okay fair they are definitely the signs for that for him no question um what else what else have i got here i got my my text from cat my bows for tomorrow, uh, AKA today for you guys, if you listen on, on day one and, uh, cause remember this comes out on Wednesdays. If you're listening to this on like Saturday, there'll be the odd time where listening to this, the day it comes out right on your commute or while you're showering or making your breakfast, it'll land you some cool shit just because I do a lot of stuff, marketing stuff where it's like free giveaways. And this particular episode is no exception. So I'll get to that a little later on, but just to keep in mind, if you're listening to this on, uh, on Wednesday, April 7th, you can get yourself a free lunch, huh? Hmm. Stay tuned. I'll tell you how, um, I did uh, a podcast, with my buddy joy last. Okay. So here's, here's the thing. I'm going to, I'll have a longer intro describing the entire thing later on, but Joey Elias is one of the best comics in Canada. Fucking hilarious dude. He is for, okay. He's one of my closest friends in the business. I love this guy. He's a good buddy. We always have good times. Um, he was very, very good to me when I first started. He's always been good to me, but like, I think like a year or so into my standup, um, he, uh, he was asking me when I, so I took, this is when I, back when I was dating my ex, uh, like one of our first, I think it was like our first official date. It was definitely night that we had our first kiss. Ah, uh, it was new year's. It was new year's. We were dating for a while and we we're like, we knew each other before. So it was kind of like we were hanging out and I, I did at one point tell her like, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of interested in you. And I just wanted to be like, I didn't want to start getting all physical until I made, you know, I was certain that I, I, I had real feelings cause I don't like using people. You know what I mean? So it was just one of those things where I'm like, okay, let's see where it is. And then I remember like, it was like, you know, mid December and you know, we, you know, she, she was interested in me. I was interested and I was just like, ah, I th I wanted to make our first kiss because we were each other's first when we were young. First first kiss, right? First boyfriend, girlfriend, first kiss when we were young. Uh, not first kiss, but I think like first, you know, we were we were each other's first like relationship. We were each other's first French kiss. And I remember she had braces at the time and I was like, everyone made us scared that like we were going to cut our tongues up. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, I wanted to make the uh, the first kiss special, and I'm like, you know what? We're we've got plans for to go out for New Year's. I'm like, there's gonna be the kiss at midnight. I'm like, that would be a nice first kiss. You know what I mean? So, you know, this old guy he's a romantic. You know, he knows how to fucking set a stage, build the anticipation, the showmanship. Um. So, anyways, I uh, 
Joey uh, Elias was, uh, we'd worked together before, but he was one of the headliners on New Year's Eve at Absolute Comedy. And I remember just that night, like it was already a great night. And uh, he was chatting with me. He's like, hey, have you done the, you know, the, the comedy nest in Montreal yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't. I haven't been there. I think this is the point in my career where I'm still just like, I'm doing some shows for, for Absolute, but like I haven't got out to other cities in front of anybody important. Like I've done little open mics and, and amateur nights, but I haven't like, you know, tried to get on weekends. At that time, I wasn't really, in my opinion, wasn't really prepared to do longer sets. But, uh, but Joey was like, he's like, I'm going to be there soon, uh, you know, uh, doing a weekend. Uh, let me see, let me see if I can get you on the show. And honestly, I was even telling him this when I spoke to him yesterday. Um, I go in the business, you know, people, people try to do nice things for you, but you, you know, you don't always know, you know, they get busy, they forget. So at the time I was just like, oh, that's, that's really nice for him to even think of me like that. You know what I mean? He's my buddy. I worked with him a little bit. We weren't super close. You know what I mean? We were, we were friends. We got along great, but, um, and I just remember like two days later, he sent me a message. He goes, yeah, if you're free on that weekend, you're going to come and you're going to be one of my two middle acts. And I was like, that's, that's, that's incredible, dude. That's like, un- like unbelievably kind. So that was my first time, uh, doing a club that wasn't my home club here in Ottawa. You know what I mean? That was the first time like, Hey, you're booked for a weekend. And, and because Joey lived in Montreal, the, the communist was in Montreal because he lived there. Uh, he didn't need the condo that they had. They had like a one bedroom condo for the, the headliner. So they let me stay there because the other opening act was a, a local. So it was like, this was so cool. My, my girlfriend came with me, um, and we stayed there for the weekend because they did, I think they did like Thursday, Friday, Saturday shows and that was it. So she came with me for a couple of days. We stayed there, uh, had a great time. It was unbelievable. And, and Joey and I, like our friendship has just grown since then. But he, um, the guy is like, he's so active in his community with charity. Um, he's done stuff for, for fundraisers that I, like early in my career, I did a, a, a TV show called, uh, all for nothing. It was one episode and it was like a home renovation show, like reality TV show. And we had to raise funds and, and Joey came from Montreal to like headline that show for me. This was early in my career. So I, I couldn't have closed my own show. Um, but he came, I hosted Joey came and he worked, you know, like he did the show for, for, uh, for free. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And just over the years, like every time, you know, we get, every time we get a chance to work together, it's great. Um, every time he's in town, he'll, he'll message and say, Hey man, you know, you want to go for breakfast or whatever. Like he's just a good buddy. And I've been trying to, we've been trying to make it work uh, where we could do a podcast together. Just, it turns out every time he's in town, we end up, uh, just schedules not working out. I'll either be doing some marketing thing on the weekends or, or what have you. So it just hasn't worked out. We've, we've rescheduled a couple of times. We were even going to do, like I said, last week and just based on shitty weather and what we had going on, we just, we didn't want to shoehorn it in. So, um, yesterday worked, made yesterday work. And the funny thing is the same thing that, uh, happened during the interviews for the 200th episode where like, I haven't seen someone, I haven't had a chance to just sit down and chat with them in a while. It's like the podcast, <laughs> the podcast ended up instead of being like your standard interview that I try to do, which is like introduce you guys to the comic and the person and you know, how'd you get started and what were some of the ups and downs and how long before you broke and all that shit, uh, just didn't happen. It was sort of like us just talking about pandemic and like different things. You'll, you'll hear the, the interview, but it would, but it was basically just him and I sort of catching up and I would love to have done a more long form thing, but unfortunately he lives like downtown Montreal and I only had so long to park legally on the street before I had to move the vehicle, it became a no parking zone for the rest of the evening. So, um, it was, uh, it was a good catch up with my buddy, but him and I were chatting. We're like, we're going to do a, a full interview at some point, but, um, this coming Friday, I will have a, a great episode 
for you guys. Um, well, it's it's just me. Honestly, if you want to know what it's like to hang out with Joey Lies, a lot of people in the States may not know who he is. Uh, very good chance you won't know who he is. Um, but he's, he's big in Canada. And uh, to know what it's like to just hang out with him and shoot the shit. It's basically like, instead of being like, here's an interview with him, it's more like, Hey, here's what it's like to, you know, if you were to sit down and have breakfast with Joey and just kind of the stuff that we talk about two, two comics with like ADD and, 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 you know, anxious tendencies, just sort of shooting the shit with each other and, and talking. So that's what I have coming up for you guys on Friday. That's uh, that's there, but I, that's what I did yesterday. I drove to Montreal and, uh, you know, we had the interview. I grabbed some Schwartz's right. Best Montreal smoked meat on the planet. Um, and then I drove home. I had a nice cigar on the way back. I brought a cigar and I'm like, I'm going to reward myself with a cigar on the way home, you know, in the car, have a little stick, smoke, watch driving home, the sunset in my, you know, face, just, just beautiful. I felt great. I've never, and I'm listening to like, I'm listening to like this alternative music from like 10 years ago. And, and I just say to my buddy, I called my buddy. I was like, dude, I, I think this is what white privilege feels like, you know, all just this, just this white boy, alternative music, smoking a cigar, driving home in my SUV. My, my level of work was I sat down and I shooted, you shoot it, shot the shit with my buddy. Uh, it was, it was funny. It was funny. Um, but a great drive. And it was funny because uh, on the drive there, oh yeah. You know what? That thing I was working on that I told you to tell you guys about, uh, I got something back on it and I'm still working on it. It was like a, like a no, but I'm, I'm appealing that it's not like a court case or anything like that. It's just something that would be really great. And I just, I'm working hard. In fact, I've got a buddy who's working on it for me as we speak right now, putting it together for me again, just to save me some time. So, um, I'll tell you more about that when I got it, but I spent an hour on hold on the, the, the first, first hour of my two hour drive, just on hold, like waiting to ask them like, Hey, you guys said not eligible, but like the fuck. And they're like, Oh, well, well you'll get an email that will allow you to like sort of appeal the decision or, or request more information. I'm like, yeah, but it closes on Wednesday, this application thing. Anyway, so it was just, it was just a bunch of sh- shit. But after that, I threw on some tunes, man, some fucking tunes. And uh, it reminded me of a story. Um, it reminded me of, of a story that happened a long time ago, uh, pre-stand-up comedy that I don't think I've ever told in the podcast. So I'm going to tell it to you now. And since I've been telling stories recently about fucking... Uh, roommates and shit like that. And people just generally not giving a fuck about, you know, stuff. I'm like, it all started from my roommates just being a giant pain in the ass at the time. Uh, different roommates, of course. But, um, I, uh, this is the concert thing I was mentioning off the top. I went to, um, so, okay, here's the story. I, uh, when I was still working at TELUS last job I had before I became a stand-up comic, um, I, I lived in a, an apartment, I'm trying to think, uh, how bad did it get? I'm trying to remember why I moved. I think I was just trying to save some money. Things were getting tight. And I moved like across, I lived near college square near Algonquin college, had a nice little one bedroom apartment myself. Um, and I was happy there. Uh, well, I'm happy with the apartment, but I remember just like, I just remember I was, I was spending money searching for happiness. That's back when I had season tickets to the Ottawa senators, the hockey team and stuff like that here. I was. I was single. I was unhappy. I was making money, but I wasn't spending it in the wisest of ways. Um, but I remember um, I, I moved across the street and geez, how long do I want this story to be? Let me see what time we're at here. Maybe I can save it for another time. I'll, I'll give you guys this. Anyways, I, I ended up moving to this place and I had two roommates. One of them was a, a buddy of mine uh, 
who was, believe it or not, he was like the barista at the coffee shop I went to every day when I was working at Tellus. And then eventually I was just like, I had to move and find some roommates. And well, I'm looking for some roommates too. And he was a great guy. Always took good care of me. So I'm like, okay, sure. Um, and then, uh, we had this other roommate, I guess I kind of have to tell you the story of how it worked out. It was just, it was just fucked up. And I, and I became very unhappy very quickly. Um, I, I, I was moving from this place and I was chatting with my friend, uh, Alicia and she was looking for a place and she's like, I've got this friend of mine who I won't name cause she's a terrible person, but she's like, I got this friend of mine who's looking to move out too. And so we should, the three of us should get a place together. And I was like, sure. That's three people. It's less money, whatever. I was always working and gone to hockey games and stuff. So I wasn't really home that much anyway. So I didn't really need like a whole place for myself. And I remember, uh, the other person started to get in my ear and convince me that like Alicia would be a shit roommate. Like she doesn't pay her, her rent and stuff like that. And that scared me because I was like, I'm already downsizing because I don't want to be spending this much money. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want roommates and be on the hook for them. So she ended up, you know, like this was, this is a different time for me. Uh, definitely a weaker person. Uh, she ended up convincing me that Alicia would be a rad, bad uh, roommate. And we ended up, um, I mean, honestly, for lack of a better term, kind of fucking Alicia out of, out of moving in with us. So it was me and this other person that moved in and it was like, that's going to be safer. And it turned out the other person was the one who was lying, who was trying to, uh, trying to cut her out. I don't understand why. All I know is a, a shit thing that I, I definitely regret. And I've, I've made amends since, but it was like, everyone needed a place and somebody got fucked out of it because I guess I was uh, at the time manipulable. I hope I said that right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just remember. So, so it was me and this other person. And then my other buddy was like, you know, after like a month with this other person, you know, he was like, well, I'm looking for a place. I'm like, oh yeah. If you come in, we got an empty, we had a room that would have been Alicia's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta come in and be here. And it was, it was weird. So I wasn't there. I wasn't there very long. I think I lived at that place for like three months, but I remember my, uh, my one roommate, again, I don't want to name the other guy because he's a nice guy, but I'm, I'm kind of not going to be painting him in the greatest of lights. He, uh, worked hard, but he had a drinking problem. So he wasn't, um, he was actually a good roommate in the sense that he wanted the place clean, which I respect. But, um, the other roommate was a fucking slob non-contributor. I remember like I had all this nice stuff that I custom built and I put it in the living room. I had this nice big, like I honestly had like a DVD collection. It was like thousands of DVDs back from my future shop days. So I had like all this stuff, custom built shelf. I, I remember I had a desk that I put in the living room that had my iMac on it, um, which were, you know, they're expensive. Now they were expensive. Then I would come home from work and this girl uh, would have like a bunch of people over to the house her and all of her friends were on my computer, like downloading music and, and creating files. And they were, I was just like, can you ask to use my computer? Like, I'm not, it's not a toy. And I go, and I, and I, you know, I really need it for the stuff that I'm doing. Like, I, I don't mind if you use it, but ask me and don't down. Like I, when I say downloading music, not a big deal. This was back in like the LimeWire Morpheus days. So this was like those days where like you download the wrong thing from one of those, like, you know, services, I would say streaming services, but one of those like fucking file services where you, you could fuck up a computer. You know what I mean? Not to mention that they would like create files on my computer and like download videos and shit. It was like, just, just stay off my computer. You can use this one thing. But like I said, I come home, a bunch of people I don't know, like on my computer, using my shit, going through my DVDs. Like I could have had stuff stolen and I'd, I'd never know. 
And at the same time, this person, excuse me, this person, uh, it's the acid guys. It's just like constant gas bubbles from acid. I apologize. Uh, and at the time this person, uh, would like, you know, invite all these people over. They would be using like our bathroom, going through toilet paper, going through food, like the same, all the same shit you hate about having roommates. I remember one time she even asked us, like we kept running out of toilet paper and we'd say like, you got to give us some money for toilet paper. And she started to act like she was shocked that we were always out of toilet paper. This I swear to God, she said this one time and I've, I, for years I was like, I'm going to try to find a way to make that into a joke, but it's just, it's so stupid. Um, she like Rory and I were talking about like, oh, why are we always at toilet paper? And she's like, yeah, we're always at a toilet paper. Like she goes, do you guys like wipe every time? And now hearing that question, right? The answer is like, yes, yes. I wipe every time I go to the bathroom. I don't like go for a pee and then wipe my ass. That doesn't make sense. But yeah, if I, if I, yeah, every time I go with the paper necessity, yeah, I wipe, of course. So I just remember Rory and I looked at each other like, that's fucking weird. I, and I'm like, there's no way that she's like, ah, I shit like four or five times. And once it starts to crust up and fall off, then I figure I'll give it a little white. Like, it's no fucking way that that's a thing, right? She couldn't possibly have meant it the way she said it. But anyways, we're getting to the point of the story here, which is just that she was a nightmare to be around. And like I said, I would come home and the house would just be full of people I didn't know on my stuff. And I just like... I just didn't even want to see it. I was like out of sight, out of mind. And my other roommate, the guy, good guy, clean, fair. The only problem is that he just drank every single day. And he was the drunk that would like come up to you and like talk right in your face when he's drunk. And he had like that horrible drunk breath. Like it was like, it was like Jason at times. Jason doesn't have horrible drunk breath, but Jason gets drunk and he just wants attention, wants to talk, whatever it is. And so it was just like, I couldn't get uh, a moment's peace. All of my electronics and everything were in the living room. Right. It's not like now where we all have our fucking bedrooms decked out. You know, this was a, this was like 12 years ago. So it's still expensive to buy a big screen TV. I had one and it was in the living room. Right. So going to my room, this was like pre iPhones and pre Netflix and all that shit too. So it wasn't like I could just go to my room. I had all of my clothes from when I moved in like a bunch of different garbage bags, guys. And I swear to God, I maybe opened like two of them and I had like a regular small rotating cycle of, of clothes. Um, I don't remember if we had a washer and dryer there. I believe we did, but I can barely remember the layout of the house. Um, I was just, I was barely there. I'd go to work and then I'd come back. I was so unhappy and I started to get to the point where like, I would just go to the casino. Like I'd go to work and I'd come home and I'd go to the casino. And at one point I lost my job, uh, for the story that I told on the exclusive episode of the one man podcast in the 200th edition collectors, whatever box. Um, and, uh, I was like, okay, I'm not, uh, not working. I was like, yeah, I, I definitely, I can say with, with all, uh, with all honesty that I was like in a, a state of depression. This was right before I moved back home to start stand up. Um, I'd already started doing a few shows, but I was still like amateur nights and everything like that. So I remember went to the casino one night and I don't know how this happened. I don't know why I wouldn't have my key. I've never been the kind of guy who's not had his key on, but I think we, Oh, I remember what it was. We had a screen door, like one of those, like, uh, you know, metal slam, like storm doors or whatever. And you could lock that, right? You can lock those. So the idea is that I had to be able to open that door to put my key in the front door. So I had my keys. I was going to say that I never don't have my key and I never would have left my ability to get in the house on their hands, but I guess they had come in the door and locked the front door. So I can't get into the house. Um, we had a sliding back door, but again, once it's locked from the inside, I can't smash the door and come in. So I'm like, I'm getting home. It's like three in the morning and I can't get in the house. 
and I'm like calling them, calling their cell phones, no answers, banging, they're ringing the doorbell, no answer. They're home, but like probably one of them is drunk and probably one of them is passed out high or whatever. And this was just like, it was a nightmare. So I'm sitting in my car in the driveway, like turning the car on, trying like warming it up. Like, and this is like, I think it's winter time. Um, or at least still like probably not quite as late in the years right now. Anyways, it was cold. It was cold. It wouldn't be like, oh, I could just safely sleep in the car. So I'm like heat on, I'd fall asleep and sleep for a while. And then once it got so cold in the car, I'd have to wait up, turn the heat up back on. And I was probably falling asleep, like, you know, for 20 minutes at a time and then back on and everything like that. So it gets to like, you know, maybe five 30 in the morning or something like that. And every time I turn the car on, the radio comes back on. I had it on uh, virgin radio, uh, which we just was in Ottawa. It was formerly the bear. And I'm listening to them talk about how like, Hey, you know, we got, um, we got like the, the, the Motley crew concert tonight in Ottawa, you know, and if anybody wants to, you know, try to win tickets, we're going to have a little competition here in the studio. So if you're awake and you have time to come by, but I was like, yeah, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. I'm like, I'm going to keep falling asleep. So I turn on the, the thing and I, I, I show up and I'm like, yeah, I want to be one of They're like, Oh cool. You're the third contestant. We need three people. So this is like six. They're like, we're going to start at six or whatever. And so we're sitting in the studio and I had done, I had done a few sets of stand up or whatever. I didn't tell them I was a comedian or anything like that. Um, but there was three morning hosts and then two other contestants and they were like, okay, let's see who wants to, you know, we've got, we've got the tickets to the Motley Crue concert tonight and, uh, hinder and theory of a dead man are opening for them. So you get to see hinder theory of a dead man. And, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh Motley Crue, all three bands that I like. And, uh, I was like, okay, this would, this would be cool. I hope I win the tickets. And it turned out like, okay, so what they, what they were wanted to do is like, we're going to do a challenge. And I, had, I had to go third. I thought I was, you know, I didn't care where I went, but they're like, okay, we got a challenge for you. Number one, whoever it is. And they're like, okay, do you want to, you want to, you want to eat this, this onion? It was like a red onion. Like you want to eat this onion or do you want to take a, a spoonful of, of Frank's red hot? And he's like, oh, I'll do the spoonful of Frank's red hot. Okay. So he does that, uh, you know, okay, congratulations. All right. Number two, did you want to eat the onion or do you want to do two spoonfuls of Frank's red hot? And, uh, I think she was like, I'll do two spoons of Frank's red hot. Okay. And we're talking like tablespoons. Like it's not, a, it's not a lot of fucking hot sauce. And so they look at me and they're like, all right, Josh, do you want to do three tablespoons of Frank's red hot? Or do you want to eat the onion? And I go, let's do the onion covered in Frank's red hot sauce, right? Showmanship. I'm like, I'm not, I'm going to do it all. So they're like, okay. And they went to grab a bowl, right? Cause we're going to be pouring. They basically filled the bowl of Frank's red hot. And I'm taking this and it was big. It was like the size of a softball and I'm fucking dipping it and rolling it in the Frank's and the bowl. Just make sure it's covered. And I'm like, I grab the mic and I pull it right close to my face. So like, I want everybody to be able to hear the crunch. Cause again, at this point I didn't know how to work a mic from stand up, Right. So the further away, less you hear. So uh, you know, I pull it up and I, you can hear like that, that my teeth piercing, you can hear me slurping the hot sauce off the outside of the onion as I'm crushing into, I'm, I'm chewing it into the mic. So you can hear not like, like, but you can hear that, the crunching of the onion and the, the sauce. and it actually wasn't that hot. To be totally honest with you, it, it wasn't bad in a red or purple onion or whatever the hell you call them. They're like sweet. They're not, it wasn't delicious. But if you think like, but the way they're selling it is like, oh, you're going to suffer. This is going to be brutal. It wasn't, it wasn't at all. And, um, anyways, I, uh, <laughs> I'm crunching this and that and they're like, oh my God. Okay. Well, good news guys. We got, we got, we got, you know, concert tickets for all of you tonight. Y'all get, you know, four tickets or whatever. I was like, that's amazing. 
That's amazing. But they're like, but one of you guys is going to get the opportunity to go backstage and play truth or dare with Hinder. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like I didn't care. But, um, so it was funny. I, uh, I, they pulled my name into the hat. There's three of us. So I had like a 33% chance of winning. They pulled my name out of the hat. Like, oh, Josh, you get to go backstage and meet Hinder. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I still have the pictures too. Maybe what I'll do is I'll throw them on Instagram. But again, my rule is I'm not, I'm not doing extra work. If nobody cares, contact at one man You send me the pictures. I will, I will send you pictures of, of the concert and, and the, the, the prize, or whatever. So we, uh, but the, it was funny. One of the guys that worked there, like the promo guys, not one of the personalities is like, Hey, when you go, like, if you can bring a couple girls tonight, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna be on a tour bus with some rock stars, like bring a couple girls. And I was like, okay. Like I was just doing what I was told, which is fucked up. But now it's like, oh, it's me too shit. Like I didn't bring a couple girls and leave them there. It was just like, yeah, just bring a couple girls rather than a bunch of dudes showing up on a tour bus. You know, like, bring a couple girls, you know, dress sexy. Why don't you put a little something sexy on Josh? Uh, <laughs> that, that fucking, it was very Weinstein-y, uh, but I wasn't, you know, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like I'm, it's not my world, right? I'm barely, I'm doing open mics. I'm not the entertainment business. So, you know, I, I, you know, I was, uh, I was a young, bright eyed guy. You know, I didn't know what's going on. Um, so, um, yeah, like nothing bad happened. It was basically just like, just bring some girls. So there's a little bit of like, I guess eye candy for these rock stars or whatever it was. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I called a couple friends. I invited my brother and we went to go see them at the, what is now the Canadian tire center. And I remember we got there, they're like walking us backstage and they kept saying like, you're, you're going to win a game of truth or dare. Like, I don't care. And maybe that's why, maybe that's why they wanted girls. It's supposed they were selling us like win a game of truth or dare. And so, uh, yeah, that's probably why. Anyways, um, we get there, we're walking backstage. Like they're, they're taking us. There was somebody from the radio station. And then there was like the tour manager for, I guess, Hinder who was with us or the, or the entire tour for all three brands. I don't know what tour manager he was, but he comes on and gets us. We're walking through the backstage area. And as we're walking by, uh, Nikki six, Tommy Lee, all the guys from, from Motley Crue are just walking by us two feet away. And I gave them like a fucking fucking rock on like because i was like oh shit like when as soon as i saw them, i was like oh shit and the tour manager got right in between me and them i didn't i didn't take a step towards them but it was like the second i saw it he was like no like you know what i mean like 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 so i just gave him the fucking yeah fuck and they you know tommy lee gave me one back and i was like yeah yeah that's all that's all um i had seen the pam anderson video i'd seen it i knew he had a celebrity between his legs um so anyways, no, nah, they, and they look cool as shit. They're tall too. They're tall. Um, anyways, uh, saw, saw Motley Cruz. So that was fucking super dope. And then, uh, and this is just like walking around like back where the buses are and everything like that. So it's so like, not, not glamorous at all. Um, and they were already fucking looking like they were ready for the show. So, uh, walks to the back area. We got on Hinder's tour bus, said, what's up to the guys. I didn't know what any of them looked like or anything. And I knew a couple of their songs. Um, but, uh, we were just like, Hey, what's up guys? You know? And then we sat down and, and there, you know, and I'm like, uh, so like, I guess they thought that maybe we're huge fans or something. I wasn't. So I was like, Oh, how's it going boys? And da da da. we're just joking around. Like, you know, just, it was, it was very, very low energy. And then at one point I was like, so are we like supposed to play truth or dare or whatever? And then one of the guys like, no. And I was like, Oh, and it was so embarrassing. Cause it looked like I wanted to. And I was just like, isn't that what we're supposed to be? Like, I was just like, what do we do? We're all just sitting here. Hey, aren't we supposed to do that thing? And he's like, no, I'm like, okay. Didn't give a fuck. And they had like a, like a 
you know, a Jager bomb fridge. So it's like one of those, those Jager bomb on tap things. Some of you may have seen, I took a picture of that. Uh, I took a picture of one of the dudes standing directly in front of a sign that said no photography on the bus. I thought that was funny. And then we were, we were on there for like maybe 10 minutes. And then the guy's like, all right, so you want to, let's get you back inside. But it could have been just because we were just sort of like sitting and not really doing anything. Like it wasn't like we were like, so like we were not excited. So I don't know if it was a big letdown for them and they just figured, okay, nothing's happening. Let's fucking end this. Um, but we took pictures inside. We actually met them inside and then all went on the bus together, took some pictures. I got, I got those nice guys. It's just, it was just, I guess, anticlimactic. Cause it wasn't like, we're going to meet a bunch of fans who are jazz. It was like, I mean, the fat guy was locked out of his fucking house by his roommates. <laughs> it went to the radio station cause it was warm. <laughs> so, um, anyways, we go and, you know, on the way back in actually saw the lead singer of theory of a dead man, whose name I don't know. But he had some badass fucking pompadour hairstyle. He looked badass as fuck. Uh, loved it. Loved it. Concert was great. Hinder opens up, whom I like. Uh, Theory of a Dead Man goes on. And I was very familiar with them, and I liked their shit. Uh, and then Motley Crue. Like, what can you say? Fucking Tommy Lee. Nikki Six and uh, that frontman guy. I don't even... I The blonde. I know that the, the blonde is the frontman. But I've never been, like, a big concert guy. I've been very lucky. I was thinking about that the other day. Um, I've had the pleasure of seeing, um, I've seen Foo Fighters live. I got to see the tragically hip live when I was in high school. You know, uh, the reason I bring like Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl stole around. Thank God. Cause we lost a lot of really good fucking, um, we lost a lot of really good musicians in the last few years. Um, and there's some that I'm not going to name just because. I didn't like their shit. Doesn't mean that they weren't good and they weren't important to a lot of people, but like, uh, Gore Downey of tragically hip, um, Canadian band. I don't expect Americans to know, but some of you do. And it's a, they're a phenomenal band, phenomenal band. They're like the Canadian version of like Bruce Springsteen. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, and, and then some, you know what I mean? Um, so just very, very Canadiana and great, great, great talent. Um, but Gore Downey died of a brain tumor. I did an episode way, way back when he died a few years ago. Um, just on that, uh, their last, their last concert was, um, was broadcast live coast to coast on, on CBC. Um, and I sat there with my ex and we watched it that evening from home and it was in Kingston, their hometown. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I saw the tragically hip when I was in high school. That was great. The fact that I was able to actually see him live. Uh, once and I wasn't a fan at the time. I wasn't a fan at the time. I, it's not like I'd listen to their music several times, try to give it, just wasn't a big, you know, music guy in general. Um, but I liked, uh, I'm glad I got to see them live. I remember that concert members energy. Um, I got to see, uh, Chris Cornell twice, uh, in a, in the span of a week, actually, my brother took, sorry, my brother took me to go see just Chris Cornell do a live show, uh, in Toronto. There was like an acoustic show. Uh, incredible. That guy can, that, that, that guy could sing. And, uh, and then like a week later, uh, Soundgarden was headlining, uh, one of the shows at blues fest and I got to see him there in Soundgarden. So I saw him solo acoustic, like vocals, amazing show. And then I saw him, um, you know, a week later and I actually finagled my way because my ex was getting into photography and we got her a pa like, yeah, that's another story for another day. But, um, we actually managed to get her closer than any press in the city. We were standing right in the pit where security was, uh, sna snapping some pictures of Chris Cornell. So I've actually got pictures of Chris Cornell, like right up close. Like when you see these pictures, they're, they're great pics. And you're like, wow, that's fucking close. That's where we were. We were at his feet taking pictures. 
So uh, that was also another cool story. Anyways, saw Chris Cornell uh, before he passed. My brother took me to see Stone Temple Pilots in Kingston at the K-Rock Center, which was where the Tragically Hip uh, had their last show. Um, that was that was great. So, you know, Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots is dead now. Chris Cornell is dead now. Um, Gord Downey is dead now, or they've passed, or whatever makes everyone feel comfortable. But um, I'm happy that I've had an opportunity to see this. And eventually, one of these Motley Crue guys is going to be gone and and, you know... I've never been a big Rolling Stones. I like their music, but like these like ultra bands. I've, I've had the pleasure of seeing you two live. Uh, my friend Stacy uh, Rennick took me to go see uh, YouTube in Montreal at the Hippodrome. So I've seen you two live and that was a fucking hell of a show. Um, but it's funny because I'm not a big live music guy. So like every, every, there's not been a single concert that I wanted to go to. How funny is that? It's always like somebody else, uh, you know, I either won the tickets or, or someone else invited me. Um, but it's things that I'm glad I did. You know what I mean? And, uh, it's just something always like, cause I've, and a lot of them, you know, become bigger fans of their music afterwards, having seen them live or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I was thinking about the other day and I'm very grateful. Uh, Chris Cornell, one of a kind, and I I've seen Foo Fighters now. So again, if anything happens to Dave Grohl, if he ends up going with all these other great great musicians i've had the pleasure of seeing the foo fighters live uh they were at the blues fest a few years ago so what a great what a great magical thing so um going back to the the hinder motley crew thing um the the staff i can't remember how they got in touch with me i think i think the the like the promotional guy had my info for the concert stuff and he was just saying how like funny I was on the the air and how much I was committed and they found that i did comedy stuff and he was like do you are you interested in all like we have some you know, remote work. It wasn't a lot of it, but like, I guess they were so busy during this one particular spring, summer, whatever that they're like, we need some guys who will, you know, drive the vehicle and set up the, you know, microphones and stuff like that at these events. When, you know, when someone's live on location, Hey, we're at, you know, Bill's fucking whatever today, come on down and say, hi, there's specials, blah, blah, blah. They call those remotes and they do what's called cut-ins where, you know, maybe once an hour they'll cut in and just say, Hey, we're down at blah, 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 blah. And it's basically all just advertising promo. Right. So it's like, not only, you know, are we putting an ad on the radio, but it's like, we're having a special event today. We want everyone to hear it come down live, blah, 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 blah. Well, they, it would be like me and one of the radio personalities. So we would, we would go to the event. I'd set up the gear and we just wait around for like four hours. There'd be like, you know, I think it was like, it'd be like a four hour gig and there's six cut-ins. And like, that was one of the things that I, I did. Um, and then we had other events too, where they would invite me, um, I only did like, like five or six of those remotes. It wasn't a lot of them. So like once every few weeks, they'd just call me to do one. It was some extra money when I was starting stand up, And I think at this point I was like living at home again. Um, so it was nice to be doing something that was generating income. And I stood at the same time, kind of in the entertainment industry, or at least the, the local celebrity industry kind of thing. I made friends, uh, met my buddy Dylan black there when I was there. Great, great dude. Love that guy. Um, it was just, uh, yeah, some simple work or whatever, but it was kind of funny how like me getting locked out of the house, you know, resulted in me getting backstage and meeting all three very briefly. Some of them just a little what's up, but the bands, I got to see a, a, con a great concert and then got a job because they liked me. I don't know. It was, it was a story I was just thinking of the other day and it made me, uh, made me smile to remember some of those things that I did. So every now and again, you know, I get some, uh, I don't know something we turn we turn lemons into lemonade but i remember we did like a boat cruise with virgin and i got some pretty fucking wild pictures from that night those i'm not posting oh jesus but uh <laughs> the uh 
That was a fucking crazy. That was a crazy boat tour. I brought Jason, my buddy Mika, Simon. Uh, we went on that boat cruise. That was cool. And that was just like, hey, we're doing a virgin boat cruise. You want some tickets? Yes. Yes, I do. I hated that name. It's like, oh, we're doing a virgin this. We're doing a virgin that. I'm like, ugh, it all sounds either pathetic or not fun. Right? Any drink. Would you like a virgin this or that drink? No. Put that experience back in it. I want a drink that's got some fucking experience. Um, so it's, uh, it was, it was fun. That was actually like a fun time. And I've kept all the relationships with all the radio personalities and stuff like that over the years. Um, a lot of them have moved on to other stations and things like that, or, you know, the station's not there anymore. Like it's not Virgin went from Virgin. It went back to the bear. Now it's jump, I believe, or it was called something else. It was called something else. And then it's, I think it's jump now or it's boom now. I think it's boom now. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know what the fuck it is, but then, but like that's the thing with radio and then it's changed ownership and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, good times, good times. If I have any more stories that pop into my head, I'll be sure to just throw them down. But I remember just, I'm driving down there and some songs popping into my list. And I was like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was an interesting thing. I go, and I go, yeah. And there's also another time my fucking, my roommates fucked me. Imagine that though. And then the next day, yeah, I was locked out of the fucking house, but don't worry. I'm going to a concert tonight. Can I come? No, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> I remember when I moved out of there, guys, a lot of my clothes, like three months later, a lot of my clothes were still in the bags that I'd moved from the other place. So like never been opened. I was so unhappy there. Um, yeah. So what else we got? We got one more. Well, we're at, we're at the hour. There's the thing. Do I talk about that thing? That's going to get me canceled. Probably not. Um, we pulled, uh, my, my, my online group. Uh, do I save it for next time? I'm going to save that one for. I'll, I'll tell this one. I'll save the other thing for, for next time. I'll get canceled on two Oh five. Okay. Oh, but I want to know. Well, send me an email. That's how I'll know next week. Let's put that little note here. I'm going to tell you about a little, uh, a little fun stuff we've been doing. I've been playing, uh, video games with my buddies online in the, uh, the off, you know, when I'm not working or doing something. And, um, we found this thing the other night. So I, I told you guys before I play with a, a group of people on PlayStation, it's almost, we have a Facebook group now where every now and again, we're just like, Hey, anybody getting on tonight? And it's just a, a nice little more social than being by yourself during quarantine. So, you know, we've got this group, everybody, you know, we, we chat on Facebook too. So over the course of the day, it might be someone be like, hey, I'm gone this weekend guys, but this and that we just, uh, it's, it's a really like, I, I, I joke and call us a little, my internet family. So these are, these are also onesies listeners to the podcast, very supportive. Every, almost every one of them has purchased a box, which is incredible. Uh, very, very kind. And, uh, I'm super grateful for, uh, for having these good people in my life. And we're from all over, uh, all over North America. And one of us from Finland, it's a great, great group of people. So we're, uh, we're, we're playing the game the other night, myself and a few of the others and Chad, my buddy from New York, we're, we're playing grand theft auto online. That's the game we've been playing lots to do in that game. Flying, driving, shooting, stealing, blowing shit up. Um, lots of fun shit to do. And we're playing this mission where we have to drive. It's it's set in the Los Angeles and surrounding county areas. It's a it's a mock Los Angeles, but it is Los Angeles nonetheless. Like a lot of famous landmarks are there. Um so it's this it's this thing, and we're we're myself and Chad are delivering some package to a warehouse. And you're playing with other players. So People are flying around or whatever, and someone can fuck with you or they could not. 
right? But but whenever you're doing these like missions where you're delivering something or you're trying to steal something, whatever, uh, it alerts the other players. So if they want to turn it into like a kind of a, a conflict competitive thing, they can. But this game's been out so long that they've they've gone from you know designing all these different beautiful crazy sports cars you know, Bugattis and all these, you know, things like that to the point where they've now got like DeLoreans from back to the future in it, where you can fly and shoot in that regard and, and flying motorcycles that shoot rockets. So there are certain players that have things that would make it impossible. Like the, if the mission is you have to tr- deliver this van full of goods to this warehouse, well, someone can fly by on, a f- uh, on one of these fucking space bikes shoot a rocket near your, your van, blow it up. And that's it. And it literally takes two seconds for them. They're just flying over. Oh, there's a guy underneath. Shoot, boom, dead. And then they fly off. So, and players do that all the time. It, the game can be incredibly fun or it can be incredibly frustrating. Um, if you have players that just, that just fuck with you for the sake of fucking with you. So you could drive this van for 10 minutes from way out in the desert, all the way back to the city. And you can get two blocks from where you're going. And someone just blows you up like that. So it's, it can be incredibly aggravating, but this, uh, Chad and I were delivering something and our friend Angie was watching. You can do this thing with PlayStation where you actually just send someone an invite to watch what you're doing. And so she's watching and, uh, I see this guy who's in like the Batmobile. They've, they've basically, uh, re recreated the Batmobile from like Tim Burton's Batman, right. With the long nose at the front or whatever. So that's a vehicle that you can buy in it. They call it the vigilante, right? Cause you can't say the Batmobile it's copyrighted, but, but it's, this thing is pretty much for all intents and purposes. It's obviously the Batmobile recreated. So this Chad's driving in the, the van I'm, I'm flying on my space bike <laughs> uh, behind just to sort of escort. And I see this Batmobile pull up behind Chad and this thing can shoot rockets. So now it's pulling up behind Chad and it's following him. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this thing's following you. And he's like, kill it, kill it, kill it. And I'm like, he hasn't done anything yet. He's following you. That's not, that's not a crime. I'm, we were both apprehensive as fuck. And I even started to go, you know, what? he's probably going to wait till you get right outside of where you're going and then try to blow you up. But I'm like, he hasn't broken the rules of, en-. like, Chad's like, kill him, kill him, kill him. And I'm like, he hasn't broken the rules of engagement. I'm right on his ass. If he steps out of line, I'll blow him out of the fucking water. But I, I, he's not broken the rules of engagement. I am not going to start... I'm Canadian. God damn it. I am not pulling the, I'm not throwing the first punch. All right. So the funny thing is the guy doesn't attack him at any point. He follows him and it's fucking sketchy, but he follows him and gets all the way back to the thing. And and we deliver the package. No harm, no foul. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know what he did. And he's just parked in the driveway of the place that we got. So we're walking outside and I go, that's fucking weird. He didn't do anything, but he's sitting out here. Chad immediately pulls out his gun and fucking murders the guy through his windshield. And I go, what the fuck did you do that for? He didn't do anything. Oh, he was fucking, I didn't, I don't trust him. I go, you just created an enemy, you know, where he wasn't. So, um, this guy, you know, starts, he switches vehicles. He gets his, his space bike. It's immediately starts killing Chad. I'm walking around. I'm doing my other things. I never fuck with him. It kills me. And I go, I started messaging, Hey man, I was on your side. I didn't, I didn't kill you. I told him not to kill you. And he goes, Oh, sorry, bro. Chad logs off. Cause it's late. Angie goes, Oh no, Angie stayed with me. Sorry. Angie started switched over to mine and was watching me. She was watching Chad during the event. She starts watching me afterwards. And this guy's, Oh, I'm sorry, bro. And I go, no worries. And then he goes, do you want a million dollars? Yeah, I want a million dollars. Uh, get like you, these, these missions that I'm referring to, like delivering packages and stuff. These are slow grinds that after you do them for a while, you can, you can make some money, you know, a few hundred thousand. 
So you, you work in this game. You're basically going and you're, you're pulling off jobs and slowly, but surely building your money up. And then eventually you can buy cars or other buildings or shit like that. It's a grind. It's, it's entertaining, but it's a grind, which is why you get super fucking pissed if you gather a bunch of shit, right? And then you go to sell it all. And then on the mission, you go to sell it all. Someone blows you up and it's like, oh, all your shit's destroyed. And you're like, oh, it only took us four hours to accumulate all that for this one sell mission. Drive you crazy. It's like all for nothing. So one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest money-making things for, for Rockstar, the developers of the game, is that they sell these like cash cards online. So it's like, it's like microtransactions on, on cell phone games where it's like, yeah, you know, for a dollar 50, you can buy more coins. Well, it's the same idea. It's like, you can either earn money in a cr- incredibly slow way, or, you know, Hey, you want a million dollars, drop 20 bucks online and you can get another million dollars. Now go buy that thing you want. You know, it's guaranteed. No one can take it from you. So this guy's like, you want a million dollars? I was like, yes, I do. And then I go, how? And he goes, follow me. So there's, um, in Grand Theft Auto Online, they have heists where you will do these missions where you rob a, a big bank or something like that. Now, these missions, um, they make you the most money in the game, but they take a long time. They take a few hours of setting, setting up and you got to get other players. You know, you need people who are good enough because you can fail them quite easily if someone in the group isn't very good. So it's like, it's like a risk, but the thing is, and you can repeat them once you complete them. I'll give you a small example. The very first heist in the game is one where you're basically robbing a lockbox in a tiny little bank on the side of the road on an interstate. But that mission requires you to drive all the way out there, scope it out first, gather intel, come back. Then the next preparation mission for that is you got to go steal a car that's armored so that you can, you know, break into this place, steal the shit and get away without getting caught. So you got to go get that. Then you come back and now we've got the things necessary to, you know, do this mission. All right, let's go do that. If you guys do this, it takes maybe... 30 minutes to get everything done. Maybe a little less if you're exceptionally, you know, accurate and on time. But when you finish this, you might make, uh, like, you know, 60 to 80,000 each. It's not a shitload of money and it takes like half an hour. Um, but that's the thing is the heist get preps. And then of course the heists, the, the later the heists go, the more prep missions that you have to do in order to do it. And that first one is a two player mission. All the rest of them are four players. So you need to find four players who are willing to play it. You got to give everybody a cut of the money, which you just designate right before the end of the high. So it's all this shit that you have to do. Well, they put out a new one called the, uh, Cayo Perico heist, where you go to an Island and it's like this, like, it's like this, it's like, if it's basically like what that fire festival was supposed to be, except way less people. It's like, you're basically on the Island of some drug dealer, like some Pablo Escobar fucking guy, uh, during Coachella. That's like, that's what it's like. So you, in this one, you have to fly all out to the, the Island. You got to scope it all out and find out where he stashes his cash and his drugs and his gold and all this stuff. Then you got to go back into the city and do all these different missions where you're finding fingerprint scanners for cloning. Like you're basically pulling off oceans 11. You know what I mean? You got to infiltrate. You got to find a way in. You got to find disguises. You got to like, there's a ton of shit that you have to do to prep. It probably takes about two hours to prepare for this mission. And and then when you do it, if you do it with two players, each player might make like, you know, a million dollars or just under. And so the idea is that like, okay, that's worth it for the two hours, but it still takes a long time and it's a lot of grinding. Well, uh, when this guy said you want a million dollars, he's found a way that, when you do the, the, the heist finale, when you go back to the Island to rob it, um, right before the mission completes, one of the players backs out of the game, the, the person who hosted it backs out of the game. So what ends up happening is that the other person who's with them gets all the money 
And then when he goes back in, the heist is right ready to do right from the end again. So you're not going through that two hours of prep and finding everything, whatever. It's like ready to go. You can put the other player through. So basically the person who hosts it makes nothing because they're closing the game. It's like, right? It's like closing a file without having saved first. You got to start all over again. So the idea is that right before it ends, but that second player has already finished it. It's loading in. So right as it's loading in at the end, you back out. So we've been doing that in our game group for the last few days is setting this up. And now each one of us has it so we can run each other through it. And one person will make like 1.7 million every single time. So we, we've basically created this, this money-making machine in the game. It's, it's sounds silly, but it's actually incredibly fun. And you can fuck it up. You're, you're effectively infiltrating a compound and slowly but surely moving around it eliminating guards all the guards can see you if they're pointing your direction so you have to like make sure you're sneaking around it's very very sneaky subterfuge whatever kind of shit um you have to find key cards on guards to open these 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 storage rooms that have like gold and cocaine and and weed in them and stuff like that and everything's precision timing there'll be like two guards standing next to each other talking to each other and so you need two players to both take one out at the same time so you're doing like countdowns three two one you know, same thing with the key cards. The key cards have to be entered at the same time. You got to do these fingerprint scanning games. You only got 16, 60 seconds to, to, to clone the fingerprint. Like it's, it's pretty fun, but, and there's a lot of room for error, but we've gotten to a point where we're actually pretty quick and you can bang these out in under 15 minutes and get like one point something million. And the fact that each one of us is setting up the mission on our own character means that we can rotate. So one person doesn't make the money. You can fit two people on, but, but, but the cut is smaller. Anyways, it's, it's been very fascinating to learn because you're also on this island, you're learning like guards walking patterns, right? You can't just run in and guns a blazing because if anybody hears a shot at all or sees someone go down, our alarm goes off instantly and it's like, it's basically failed. So, uh, it's been fun. I've been playing with Chad and, uh, and Dylan and Angie and my group from, uh, from the PlayStation there. And, uh, it's been cool. It's been a lot of fun and uh, it's it's funny. I want to give a shout out to Dylan too because we were chatting about the podcast or whatever and Angie was like, oh, is there another one? And Dylan's like, yeah, he puts one out every week. <laughs> like they listen. Some people listen to a bulk of them all at once. They got nothing to do. They're doing yard work and they'll listen to three in a day or something. Um, but it was just cool. So so D is on top of that shit. I'm sure D is one of the people who'll be listening tomorrow or or I should say today when you guys are hearing it. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. So so shout out to D for listening and, and pushing the group to listen. <laughs> on a weekly basis. Uh, you know, it's a pandemic guys, uh, quarantine and lockdown and whatnot. You know, if you don't have time when you're stuck at home to throw me on the background while you're doing dishes or, you know, uh, cooking a meal, you know, I I don't know that there's going to be more spare time when things go back to normal. I I would think the opposite, but regardless of where you listen or why you listen or or when you listen, all that stuff, I'm happy to have you. I'm happy to be a part uh, of that. Send me an email. Tell me what's going on with you guys. You guys have any wacky stories like my hinder thing or whatever contact at one man podcast.com. Uh, that's the email address. You send me something. I'll read it. Um, I wanted to, uh, just remind you guys that the joy Elias episode will be out on Friday. I'll do a little bit of editing on that. And to t- tomorrow for me today, for you, uh, April 7th, um, we are going to be doing the Harvey's thank you burgers. So I was wrong this time. We're not doing the chips with the burgers. Um, if you're hearing this for the first time, Harvey's is giving away, uh, thousands 50 i think it's another fifty thousand thank you burgers um so we are going to be uh giving away light life burgers which is harvey's version of the uh like beyond meat it's a plant-based burger it's it's very good for you so if you're vegetarian or whatever you're like oh well i don't free burger doesn't do anything for me we have vegetarian burgers we have plant-based burgers you are totally entitled no purchase necessary okay you show up 
you get a fucking free burger. You show up and you want to grab one for your 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 significant other. You know, hey, I came, I, I lost the coin toss. We'll take care of you. Okay, bring the kids, bring yourself free lunch. Get a burger and you get your uh, your drink. We take care of you all for free. Thank you to the frontline workers and everything. You don't have to be a frontline worker. It's just that that's the initiative. Thank you to all the frontline workers. People are out. So you want to come out and get a free burger, come see us. We are going to be at the Sobeys on Innis Road. Um, I think it's 5150 Innis, but if you do Sobeys on Innis Road, uh, that's where we'll be. I'm sure you can Google it or you can go to like the Harvey's RV website and see. Uh, when you come out, if you tags, like if you take a picture of you at the RV and you use the hashtag uh, Harvey's RV or whatever it is, uh, you'll see it online again if you go to the website and want to get more information. Um, if you tag somebody, the person that you tagged will get a voucher uh, sent to them digitally from Harvey's uh, for a free burger on their own time. So if you can't make it, uh, use the hashtag Harvey's RV. You can send people free burgers and everything like that. That can be used anywhere in Canada. Okay. So we got free stuff for you. That's it. You're listening to this on the right day. Tag Harvey's RV. Uh, you know what? I would say just Google Harvey's RV and you'll get the details from the website. Cause I'm not super accurate on that, but I know that we're at the Sobeys on Innis road and we're activating, I believe from noon to three. So if you come a little early, no big deal. Yeah. You, you just be first in line. But noon to three is when we did it last time. And, uh, you know, you'll see yours truly too. I'm going to be in the back fucking cooking. Want to make sure you people are hungry or uh, sorry, fed. So that's why I, I get to hang out with, uh, Mahad and, and uh, Ryan in the back. So we shoot the shit and, uh, you know, like any kitchen, we can be more inappropriate because you guys can't see and hear, hear what we're saying. Yeah. But, uh, and I'll be telling you how that goes on next week's episode. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and that's it. That's it for the episode guys. Uh, that's the only thing I got coming up this week. Um, my mom's birthday is this week, so I'm going to try to think of something fun to do for her. Um, but that, the Harvey's thing, anything else comes up, if we get a, you know, any notifications on this the, the here thing that I'm working on, I don't even want to tell you what it is because I don't want to jinx myself, but um, I'll, I'll tell you more when I have it. But uh, in the meantime, I hope you guys have a great week. I uh, hope to see some of you out uh, in the Ottawa area. It's in Orleans, Sobeys uh, on Innis Road. I uh, hope to see some of you guys tomorrow. Come get a free lunch. And uh, the rest of you guys, enjoy your week. Thank you again to my wonderful hosts, uh, Eli and Sabrina, for the whiskey tasting. Uh, thanks to all the nice people that I met that evening. Uh, I hope you guys, some of you tune in and enjoy yourselves uh, with this episode. Um, thanks again to my brother and his wife, Alexandra, for hosting the uh, the Easter dinner. And uh, thanks to my buddy, Joey Elias, for sitting down with me. That episode's coming out you, at you guys on Friday. So that's what you have to look forward to this week. Uh, keep in mind, that's just me and him shooting the shit. I kept trying to make it a real interview every now and again, but we were just having so much again, like the 200th episode, just just catching up, just catching up. How are you doing? How's pandemic? And it just ended up being that conversation. So we'll do a more formal interview in the future. This is just, you know, me and him having a chat. So I hope you guys enjoy that. And, uh, and that's it. Have a great week, guys. And I will chat with you again soon.